0: Welcome to Bollywood for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Erin Fraser.
1: And I'm Matt Bose. In this episode, we're discussing the first films from some notable contemporary Bollywood auteurs.
0: First up, Amir Khan, Saif Ali Khan, and Akshay Khanna star in Farhan Akhtar's 2001 era-defining coming-of-age dramedy Dil Hai.
1: Then, Irmala Matankar regrets getting mixed up with Saifali Khan in Sriram Raghavan's 2004 neo-noir, Akhasana T.
0: And lastly, Abhay Dale is torn between his girlfriend and the girl whose parents are trying to arrange marry him to in M.T. Ali's 2005 rom-com, Sosha Natha.
1: I like arrange marry him to. <laughs> <That's
0: laughs> They're trying great, to arrange marry him. <laughs> they
1: are trying to arrange marry him to her. Uh, before we begin, we'd like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis people.
0: Welcome back, Matt. Thank you. <laughs> after Welcome back to
1: my kitchen table.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, dining room table, please. The kitchen table's over there.
1: Oh, yeah. Our apartment. The kitchen is, <laughs> is like three steps away.
0: <laughs> our apartment is so luxurious. Yeah. Uh, we are back after our 100th episode. Victory lap shenanigans. Time to
1: drive it right off a cliff.
0: Yeah, we're just here with a regular episode where we're going to discuss three movies.
1: Yeah, regular degular. Yes, nothing to write home about.
0: Uh, so, where's all the
1: reviews, people?
0: <laughs> yeah, we're we the were expecting reviews? some
1: reviews because we wanted to answer more questions, but no one did it.
0: Did we, I, I am so done answering questions.
1: Well, I mean. It wouldn't be that many, <laughs> but no one sent any, so Fair they enough. were listening to you and not me.
0: Well, initially, when we conceived this episode, we thought we would do the first feature films of three directors uh, who we thought were notable in the current industry, uh, who we'd done episodes on, but we hadn't discussed their first films. We
1: are trying to get their whole filmographies done.
0: Yeah, so we were going to do Ek Socha Natha, and Kosla Kagosla. Mm-hmm. The first film from Divicar Banerjee. Well, guess what happened, Matt? What? The night we sat down to watch it, it had been taken off Netflix the day before.
1: Yeah, we checked with Kathy, right?
0: I did. I checked with Kathy Gibson, and I appreciate her answering my question. I was like, I was googling to see if she had referenced it on her blog. I just couldn't figure out what had happened to this film. I thought we were like, gold on this episode, I knew where all the movies were, and then yeah, the night that we sit down to watch it, it had been taken off the day before so, and 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 it ruined the, the symmetry, because we were going to have a film from 2004 a film from 2005, and a film from 2006, and now we have 2001 the Space 2004 oh. and 2005, and this will be the first time we've discussed anything Farron Akhtar has directed we've yeah. never discussed the Don films
1: yeah I like both the Don films but we haven't we never talked about them
0: yeah we've never yes this is the first time we're really featuring a film that he's directed
1: we've talked about lots he's in yeah
0: but I don't know maybe this has turned out to be a happy a accent, blessing in disguise uh, because it was recently like a couple days ago
1: Friday right
0: the 19th anniversary of Dil what, uh, what everyone on the internet just talking about it which is Bizarre that people get so excited about the nineteenth anniversary of a film.
1: What's the nineteenth anniversary? Is that like the Dragonfly anniversary, <laughs> or what do you get for that one? I can you look that up.
0: I don't know, but obviously you look that
1: up while I vamp.
0: <laughs> obviously, the film continues to make an impression because nineteen years later, people are still discussing it
1: yeah look up what what anniversary that is I, my phone's charging
0: so is mine
1: oh damn <laughs> okay well we'll look up it we'll put it in the show notes <laughs> sure. what what anniversary that is but i think we did get dill Chattahai. it's a pretty good substitute yeah it worked in a pinch
0: yeah again we're it is what it is <laughs> boman arani
1: is not in this film which is definitely a disappointment but i'm Continually disappointed by movies <laughs> for not having him in them
0: <laughs> for their lack of Bo Yeah, like
1: uh, every every movie I watch, almost he's not in. Yeah,
0: I will, I will say that, uh, you know, even if we had caught it the day earlier, I think I would have felt kind of guilty because. I do want the movies to be discussed to be accessible to our audience. Like,
1: yeah. What's I, the point in talking about it if you can't even watch it?
0: Exactly. Even if we had caught it on the last day, it was on Netflix. No one like, And then we discuss it and who knows, maybe we would like it based on Deepika Energy's track record. We probably would. Uh, and then we recommend it. And then, you know, our loyal listeners like, like Devin, uh, he wouldn't have the opportunity to pull it up on his Netflix and watch it. So if it comes back, maybe we'll find a way to feature it again. But maybe it'll be
1: rhyming title movies.
0: Maybe I couldn't. Sure, I couldn't find it anywhere. It wasn't available to rent.
1: You were uh, so mad it wasn't too. At the you were, re- I was you so were mad. really mad. Well,
0: because I really felt like the episode had come together so easily and naturally. I thought it was a good concept, and yeah,
1: right down the drain. Didn't work. Yeah. So anyway, we're talking
0: about Dil Dillcha
1: high. The heart wants. Yeah. Uh, this movie came out in 2001, directed by Farhan Akhtar, as mentioned earlier. Features Amir Khan, Saif Ali Khan, Akshay Khanna. three Khans and an uh. Ah. <laughs> um, Preeti Zinta, Sonali Kulkarni, and Dimple Kapadia. Um, she's good. I liked her a lot in this movie. Yeah. Uh, this is based on Farhan Akhtar's own experiences and much to do about nothing.
0: Apparently... Some of it is based on, again, according to Wikipedia. Some of it is based on diaries he wrote on a trip to Las Vegas, and then a month-long stint in New York, and then also stories his friends told him. Sure, sure. What
1: does that have to do with going to Goa?
0: <laughs> I don't know, but sure.
1: Was he in love with an older do you think woman? He got that's more interesting. Do you
0: think he got robbed? In Las Vegas?
1: Well, yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, and much do about nothing. It has been a very long time since I watched or read that play. So I cannot tell you any similarities.
0: All I can think of is Keanu Reeves.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well that's you in general.
0: Uh, and <laughs> like that's the one with Hero. Hero gets married at the end, right? No, no. Um it's good. Yeah, it's been a long time, but I I feel like that's one of Shakespeare's better comedies. I like it.
1: It's no taming of the shrew.
0: But uh, yeah, I really can't remember I'm sure someone who knows Shakespeare a bit better than than I do, is listening and shaking their fist at me. But
1: <laughs> You uh, idiot! <laughs> don't you know that this is the fourth of Because you
0: really don't remember anything about Shakespeare.
1: Yeah, and I took I took a whole class on Shakespeare. Yeah, you were
0: playing a video game, and they were talking about the milk of human kindness, and I made a comment that that's a Shakespeare quote, and you were like, what? Yeah, I got what?
1: owned from across the room. And
0: this is why you don't find Shakespeare love as funny as I do.
1: But the other thing is, the Shakespeare class I took... I had to read a play every single week. Yeah. So So did I. But it was a night class. I listened
0: to a lot of them on tape.
1: It was a night class. Every week I had to read a whole play. In addition to many other classes where I had to read whole novels. Yeah. So I think it was usually like the couple hours before that class I crammed it. So, yeah. I can remember the ones I've seen performed a lot better.
0: Yeah. Pro tip I also
1: called Troilus and Cressida in this movie. Yeah. I was like, oh, I know what. Opera. This is.
0: A uh, pro tip to anyone taking a Shakespeare class. Say it out loud. Well, honestly, I think get them on tape, and you could like read along with the tapes because people I just don't
1: have tapes anymore.
0: G- get audio version. Just
1: listen to it on YouTube. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I think I think that really helps get into the rhythm of the language and and understanding it. I don't find Shakespeare difficult to understand, but I think it just kind of helps because it's theater. It was never meant to be just like silently read.
1: Yeah. There's very few uh, plays that I find like work. It's just reading.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Anyways, Uh, that is to say, we don't remember much about the plot of Much Ado About Nothing. I do remember it being quite delightful.
1: Yeah. Also the title Much Ado About Nothing is, (laughs) you know, kind of apt for this. Uh, I
0: wrote a paper on what you do about nothing, though.
1: Well, you definitely should know. Um, anyway, Akhtar says he might work on a sequel. Interesting, I guess. 19 years later. Uh, critics really like this movie, and it seems like actually pretty beloved by yeah. um,
0: former guest Peuche. Uh, says
1: it's his favorite movie. Yeah. 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 So this was nominated for 13 Film Art Fair Awards. Pretty good. Won seven of them, including Best Film for Critics, Best Supporting Actor for Khanna, Best Performance in a Comic Role for Saif Ali Khan. Interesting. He, he's kind of funny. He's uh, funny. Uh, Best Screenplay. He also won two National Film Awards, including Best Feature Film in Hindi. Um, yeah, I, he is kind of the comic relief of the movie. He's so cute. He is very cute. We got a lot of uh, Saifu Khan this episode, so yeah. we're both pretty happy about that. I think he's your Keanu equivalent in Hindi cinema.
0: Like my Keanu equivalent? Or yeah. like. No. Indie cinemas Keanu equivalent. I don't know if
1: he's indie cinemas Keanu equivalent, but I think he's your Keanu equivalent. Okay. Because you just generally get excited when he's around. Oh. Uh, okay. Plus, he did translate from, you know, being a young sex symbol to being an older sex symbol, and then having different kinds of movies that he's done, like.
0: I think John just, Wick is his sacred games. Saying, you know, being like actors I like.
1: I maybe there's something there. Uh, anyway, so this is a very famous movie, but it's about uh, three young scare quotes around that because uh, actually we looked up Americans what 31 when they're making this movie. Oh, it's something like that.
0: I think he might even be older. Let's let's get the number there.
1: Okay, we looked it up. He was either 33 or 34 years old when making this film. Uh, anyway, these three guys, they're best pals. So. Uh, Anur Khan plays uh, Akash, um, Saif plays uh, Samir, mm-hmm. and uh, Akshay plays Sid. Uh, Akash is kind of—he's what? I, he's kind of a f- boy type. Oh, he is. There. Yeah, but he is. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's thats actually a type you see in a lot of movies like this, like the. The party guy who won't settle down and uh, doesn't believe that that falling in love is the thing, even though he's a hopeless romantic at heart Mm -hmm. once he gets his walls better down or whatever. But he's that kind of archetype. And I guess this is probably the movie that establishes that archetype for the next 20 years of uh, Hindi bro movies, Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of movies that kind of fit this mold.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this this has had a huge impact on Rambier the Ranbir Kapoor,
1: his guy in Hai yeah, Haidivani, mm-hmm. is kind of indebted to this. Yeah. Um, Saif so Ali like Khan's character, Samir, he gets the least amount of screen time, but he's also a hopeless romantic type, uh, but he's a lot more open about it. He yeah. falls in love with a new girl every three weeks or so. He, at the beginning of the movie, he has a girlfriend named Priya and... Um, He wants to propose to her, but she does not seem interested. And then there's a whole thing where he's he's with another girl, and it pisses her off.
0: He's lovesick. He's a lovesick puppy.
1: And then Sid, I think, is our favorite guy. Yeah, actually, count his character. He is a uh, artist and a pretty good one. Um, Really, I thought his work was pretty good. He was a mixed media guy. He like it was interesting.
0: Sure, I guess he was better. Than the art that we see in Fatur.
1: Yes. <laughs> I don't think right he's. A as an artist? I don't think he's a Mr. Holland's Opus type.
0: I, and I and think I his say, Opus
1: is pretty good. I actually. will
0: say all of his art was believable. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And like, I think early 2000s stuff, like he's not super out there, but that kind of seems like what was going on.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: Anyway, he's an <laughs> not artist. the art critic. Yes. And brought back Mr. Holland's Opus. Yes. <laughs> uh, but he's an artist who uh, kind of falls in love with a, a woman who's just moved in down the street. A to A divorcee. Play by a divorcee in her 40s. I'm not entirely sure. I'm not sure what Diplo Capati's age is. She's an ageless being. But, um, like, I was guessing 40s. Yeah. She's a divorcee. She had a kid. Yeah. Um, she was married. She's 15 years older than Akshay Khanna. We looked that up. Yeah. So she was in her 40s when he was, when they made the movie, and he was mid-20s.
0: Mid to late yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, she has a drinking problem and is estranged from her uh, daughter and her ex-husband. And her husband um, basically got his lawyers to mm-hmm. cut her out of the life of the kid. And the opening part of the film is something that we would see replicated later on in Student of the Year, where someone who's important, although albeit not that important to uh, the other two characters in this movie, someone who's important to one of the characters in the movie is in the hospital, and people come to uh, check in on them, but mostly to check in on their friend, see how they're taking it. Yeah, Rishi Kapoor is sick in Student of the Year, and then in Three Idiots, doesn't uh, Cyrus the Virus, a.k.a. Boman Arani, doesn't he get sick too?
0: It's been a really long time, I'm not too sure.
1: Yeah, 3D, it seems like uh, it really kind of comes out of this archetype of movie. Mm. But um, Sid calls... Yeah, no, we
0: don't spend a lot of time with like the school days.
1: No. No, but it's it's definitely like seeing what happens to a group of friends after the moment where they're most connected in their lives. Yeah. Which, in a lot of these other movies, it's like when they were at school. But this is right afterwards where they've got their whole lives ahead of them. Um, Mm -hmm. Something that we didn't really grasp until reading the back of the DVD case afterwards but this is over the course of one summer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. This is like a real sticking point for you.
1: Yeah. I thought it was maybe a year or maybe two years Mm -hmm. but like they really like their lives really go on different tracks over the course of that summer. Yeah. Um, Something that will be Important for you to know about Canada is that summer is like (laughs) three months long here, especially here in Edmonton. It's It's, even. Yeah. So we don't get a lot of summer, so it's difficult for me to gauge how long summer would be in India, actually.
0: Winter is six months.
1: Yeah. (laughs) We have a lot of winter. Summer, you know, not not enough. Uh, But anyway... Uh, Diplica character is sick. It is what is called in uh, Hollywood cinema a May-December romance. But this is a little bit different in that it's the woman who's the older character. Yeah. Uh, this is a lot like a movie that will never stop being funny that you haven't watched called The Graduate uh, <laughs> featuring Dustin Hoffman and can i going to say Anne Bancroft? I think so. I'm
0: pretty sure it's Anne Bancroft. Playing
1: right? Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. The... You know, Divorcee, who has a song about her. Uh, this is funny because your aunt cannot believe <laughs> you haven't seen this movie, that it didn't come up in film school, um, film studies. Um, but yeah, it's it's not something you see often in uh, Hollywood cinema, much less Hindi cinema, yeah, where it's usually clarify, you see the opposite.
0: And just to clarify, Dimple Kapadia is 18 years older than Akshay Khan. I think you said 15. Yeah.
1: yeah. But usually it's the opposite. Like it's Saman Khan. He's in his fifties. Exactly. His, his romantic par- partner is maybe it's twenty. It's never
0: an issue when the the male lead is older than his love interest than his female love interest. Yeah, and they don't even comment on it. And because here, that he's
1: playing a high schooler and he looks like a high schooler. Yeah,
0: and here, like I think Akshay Khanna and Deepika are very well matched. I think they have great chemistry. Mm-hmm. I don't think that 18 years is an outrageous gap um, no. compared to you know what we see with other other actors and actresses and 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 the roles that they're playing this is probably... and also and also I think part of the reason why it works is because the film actually comments on it like it never does yeah. <laughs> or it rarely does and so it works because it wants to explore like what is it like for a young man to fall in love with a much older woman
1: it's the reverse to Giovanni johnny man which uh, uh Seif did this year where right. it's an older man actually realizing like maybe i shouldn't be in a relationship with 20 year olds it's kind of the other way around with dibble Kapadia. uh this is i think before no it'd be around the same time as american pie popularized milfs so <laughs> may- maybe culture wasn't ready for it yet <laughs> But, movie. yeah, so over the course of this summer, um, they go to Goa, which is the first, like, quarter of the movie.
0: Yeah, the first kind of half of the movie is kind of like a hangout movie with the three guys, mm-hmm. and then the second half of the film, they kind of all get separated, and they're kind of, well, I guess actually Khan is pursuing Dibble Patio quite a bit in the first half of the film. The second half of the film is really just about Amir Khan, and with a little bit about Saif Khan. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I... It definitely sidelines... Well, it's just mostly Amir Khan, really. Yeah. But, like...
0: And him pursuing Preeti Zinta in Sydney, even though she's engaged to some jerk. Rohit. Rohit. Yeah. <laughs> I did really like the joke in the very beginning of the film where, uh, <laughs> where Amir Khan is trying to hit on Preeti Zinta, and she's like, you know, and, and she's like, oh, like, you're no... I mean like I have a boyfriend and then we fiance. Rohit, yeah, fiance. And then Rohit shows up and he's like, Oh, you're Rohit. I like
1: I thought that guy was Rohit.
0: That guy was Rohit. And he goes to Samir and
1: Samir's like, Hey Rohit. And
0: Rohit goes, Hey Samir. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a funny that's a funny gag. Although-
0: Samir so knew that Preetis and him were together. Yeah, he
1: just wanted to, yeah. you know, get a cash a little bit of his own medicine. Although, this happens a lot in Hindi cinema where people can get punched out in a bar. I feel like, in real life, they would all get kicked out of the bar. Like, anyone throwing okay. anyone throwing hands in a bar.
0: Are we done describing the plot? Can we go to this bar?
1: Yeah, we gotta talk about the bar scene. The okay. bar's
0: terrible! The
1: bar is... So, we, we've talked about... Um...
0: It's the night... It's, it's like... And i. Like, the idea, it's like what a movie thinks, like, a cool bar is. Yes. But really, it just looks super lame.
1: Yeah. Well, we've talked about uh, in K3G how it seemed like early 2000s fashion in Bollywood movies. is kind of like 1995, 1997. (laughs) This is definitely that.
0: I mean, I, I think this is pretty, I think this is pretty on par with, like, early 2000s fashion. Like... The- it looks like
1: something Jimmy Urquay would wear, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, let's talk about the pants. the pants. Let's talk about the pants game in this film.
1: Yeah, um, let's the see. The pants
0: are wild.
1: Saif Khan is the biggest offender here. He
0: has silver pants and patchwork pants.
1: Like a pants are a bunch of flags. It's really bad. <laughs>
0: Oh, he also has an H.R. Geiger shirt at one point.
1: Also really weird.
0: Which was really funny because you said, what is going on?
1: What's with with that dead baby shirt?
0: (laughs) This dead baby shirt. And I immediately pegged it. I was like, is that an H.R. Geiger print?
1: Yeah, you knocked that one out of the park. It's a weird Um, uh, little character trait for Saif Ali Khan that his clothes are horrible. (laughs) But for 2001, I guess this is pretty standard.
0: Yeah, and I think like a lot of what the girls are wearing are very similar to like the stuff that, um.
1: So stuff you would see on Buffy. Paris Hilton. Yeah, but yeah. like like, also, those, like
0: those like sequin shirts that come to a point that like yeah. are really just like it's like a your based. shirt is
1: a big bandana. Yeah. The clothes do kind of remind me of Buffy a lot. Like if Angel oh. wasn't dressed in black, no, it's stuff that Xander would wear. This is like Xander's clothes are Khan's clothes.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's pretty on par with early 2000s fashion. But early 2000s fashion is just terrible. And
1: it's playing off the 90s. Like, it it came out of there. Yeah. I mean, really, yeah. That whole period was dark period. There's
0: not like there's a lot of plaid.
1: True. But uh, American does wear a bucket hat.
0: He does. Yeah. And also, uh, pretty Zinta's hair is, like, kind of scrunched. It
1: always looks wet. wet Yeah, it's the wet... Yeah. Um, so really this I was think... this was a feast for the eyes this movie.
0: <laughs> we talked about this um, with Conk as well. It I think you sometimes have to look past the fashion of this era. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to take this fashion seriously sometimes.
1: Yeah. Even
0: though we lived through it, I wore these clothes. I well, I mean I never quite had those silver pants, before. I don't think
1: I, I had sure enough I money had to buy this stuff. Yeah. But I do, you ha-
0: do wear you did wear a bucket hat.
1: I did have a bucket hat in high school. And I did have a pair of like pants that could zip off, and they were like kind of not parachute pants, but like not raver pants. They weren't jinkos, but that kind of like longer, wider leg pant. Yeah. That uh, uh, actually, kana's character actually has quite a bit. Yeah. Um, you're I not here. You're not here to hear about the clothes, but you had to anyway. So this, like I, I, I could see why this movie was so popular because so many things have imitated it afterwards. Yes. I mentioned Hai Haidivani, but also Student of the Year, which the kind of framing story, although that takes place like 10 years later and not however long a summer is.
0: Yeah, Student of the Year also feels like it's trying to update, that Karen Johar is trying to update Cooch Cooch Watahe. Yeah.
1: yeah, but there's also Three Idiots, which is about um, people who've moved on in their lives and some people who... Can't deal with that. Also featuring Amir Khan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chichore, which just came out. I didn't mm-hmm. see that one, but you you saw it. And it's people who got along together in school. I
0: think uh, even just the basic separating. kind of plot of the kind of male bond relationship between these, between three guys is similar to Sindakunamalaki Dabara.
1: Yeah, that's the other one. That one is a bit more age appropriate because they're in their early 30s. And is it Dale is getting married to... Yeah. Kalki Coca, Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they run into Katrina Kaep along the way and they go to Spain and have adventures. This one they go to Goa and have adventures. Um, I just think they're all a little old for the part but it's fine. And then the second half you see how their lives progress over again whatever the length of this summer is.
0: You got so obsessed with like what is the time period of this film?
1: I thought for sure it was at least like one or two years. Yeah. Um, Also... He goes. Uh, Amir moves to uh, Sydney to go work for his parents. Uh, yeah. his uh, father's company he runs in a pretty zen on the plane, etc. But he left in summer in India, and presumably in Australia, it's winter time because it's another hemisphere. But this is never addressed. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just eternally summer in those areas of the world.
1: Yeah, like this compared one, to Canada. This <laughs> is one of those movies where people having ready access to cash makes their lives a lot easier.
0: Yeah, so from what I was reading, this film did better in uh, cities, in urban in urban places, because it was a lot more relatable yes. to that audience, which makes perfect sense, because it's very much about kind of upper middle class problems. Yeah. Um, just kind of like the malaise of, but what am I going to do with my life now? Which is not something that Lower income people have the privilege of kind of thinking about.
1: Yeah, you can't. And, you can't think about like, what's my life going to be like when you can just look at your dad like, well, it's going to be like his. There yeah. it is, it's and not like is, Gully Boy, where you're a driver's son, you're going to probably going to be a driver.
0: Well, I was just going to say like, this is kind of also like this is one of the main criticisms that people have against a lot of Zoya Akhtar's films mm-hmm. is that it's about kind of like upper middle class or like even sometimes just upper class. Yeah. Um Yeah. Indians and the fam their families and just kind of like their problems. I think you also see this in kind of like Kapoor and Sons. Yeah. Those films clearly take a more kind of film like it's more centered around the family than it is around the friend group. Yeah. But yeah, Yeah Jawani Hai Deewani is kinda of the same thing. And so you can really see how like Dil Chatahe and its success really kind of ushered in the like st- of this type around these kind of characters that are really about like internal like they're about relationships and kind of internal conflict within these characters and less about like external conflicts.
1: This is where the that Shakespeare- big question of yeah. like
0: what I'm going to do with my life. Well
1: this is where the Shakespeare stuff makes sense because the comedies are usually about like Maybe not nobles, but people who are wealthy enough. Where
0: well, it's also all about like people pairing off.
1: Yeah, and like getting an advantageous marriage. Same thing with Jane Austen too. Yeah, like getting an advantageous marriage or like true love that Aisha, kind of thing.
0: It's probably another good um, yeah a good reference point for this film or like something else to compare it to.
1: But that sort of love story <laughs> can be the whole movie because they don't have to worry about where they're going to work. Yeah, like so it is that kind of. There is a precedent for rich dilettantes who need to figure out their love life because that's the most important thing in their lives. So Mm -hmm. Jane Austen, Shakespeare like That makes sense. I don't want to uh, burst any bubbles here. A lot of people really like this movie. This is their favorite movie of all time. I thought this was okay, but I was kind of... I was let down by it because I've seen so many of the imitators.
0: Yeah, I think kind of having seen the stuff that it's influenced... And and going back to it, it just kind of muted its impact. Mm-hmm. There were certainly things I really liked about it. I, th- I do think Saif Ali Khan is, gives a kind of adorable and hilarious performance. Mm-hmm. I think that romance between Akshay Khan and Dinkle Kropatia is so beautifully done.
1: We should talk more about that after, but yes.
0: Yeah, and I just, I wanted so much more from it. I wish that it had gone further.
1: Well, uh, it definitely went further in one character's case.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I just, like... I don't know. I feel like... And maybe this is because it's... You know, actor is basing it on, you know, one of his experiences... Or experiences In Las Vegas? Of his, <laughs> of his friend. But, yeah, I just... I kind of wish that, that that plot line was further explored. And instead, we just kind of go to Sydney with Amir Khan. And that feels a bit more typical. Yes. And... Personally, a lot less interesting.
1: We've seen lots of movies about love sick rich guys who fell in love with the girl but couldn't, you know, nut up and tell her. Like,
0: yeah, we're going to be talking about one later. Yeah,
1: there's one coming up in about five seconds here, but like that's a fairly common plot point in, say, lots of Rambir Kapoor movies. But I guess maybe those are just operating off this principle.
0: Yeah, and I guess, I don't know, I didn't really feel the connect, like a connection between Amir Khan and Preeti Zinta in the way that I felt it between Akshay and Dipa Yeah,
1: so let's talk about that. So, the main reason why I was confused about the timeline of this movie is, spoiler alert, Dipa is in the hospital for liver cirrhosis mm-hmm. and dies over the course of the film. Yeah. And... Over the course of one summer, she moves into uh, Sid's street. Kind of has an emotional relationship with him. We can dispute this. But
0: we, I, then, She definitely has an emotional relationship. What are we disputing?
1: We've got to get through this first. Then keels over and dies within three to six months of meeting him.
0: You're so obsessed with the time. But, like,
1: I think that is actually kind of a ripoff.
0: I will it's, say... It's a way to
1: get rid of the most interesting relationship of the movie without actually, like, doing anything with it.
0: Yeah, and I will say that kind of because of this, this opening, where then it's a... Like, the whole film is pretty much a flashback leading up to this. I did kind of think that there would be a bigger jump in time. Yes. And I also assumed that, like, the falling out between Akash and Sid... Was
1: real? <laughs> was bigger than it was?
0: Yeah, like had a lot more weight to it like I don't know it just seemed but French it's so petty but people can be very petty I was like it's very petty but people can be very petty so maybe that is realistic especially
1: young men in their (laughs) mid-twenties
0: yes Matt tell me about young men in their mid-twenties
1: I mean okay so you know I had a group of friends when I was in university who I don't really talk to as much anymore and it makes me sad but so it goes I talk to my friend Cam every now and then. Hi, Cam! Yeah, I don't think he listens. But, um, like, these sort of stories (laughs) do actually work pretty well for me. But, um, yeah, people move apart. The reason why they get into this argument is kind of contrived, but it is the sort of thing that a sort of hot-tempered pair of people, like Akshay Khan's character and Amir Khan's character, might break a friendship up Mm -hmm. over. So I think the relationship of the three in the film, Cypherly Khan's basically nothing happens. Although he has the best song. He
0: has the best song. It's the song we're going to play. Yeah. I think he's, I think his is cute.
1: He, his is cute, but it, it doesn't really go anywhere. And also is expanded on in the in the following film. So such a thought. So if you want more info on that uh, relationship, give us five minutes. Um, but I think the, the pretty into Amir Khan thing, we're a little bit cool on. But the um, Akshay Khanna and Dibbukhapati relationship we think is really interesting, Mm -hmm. but I think it's a real letdown because over the course of however long this story takes, they meet, he falls in love with her. I think she's kind of reciprocating a little bit, but can't let herself fall into it. And then she dies of liver cirrhosis. Like, yeah, I it's think... A, it's a cop-out.
0: They, they cut off the film just... Like, they cut off that storyline just when it starts to get really interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I think it's the best thing that the film has going for it. So it just kind of, like... I don't know. Like, it's just... I found that very frustrating. And, and again, I think those are the two best performances in the
1: film. Yeah, so I could see from her perspective that she meets this guy. She gets him a few connections... She, you know, she's worked in an artistic field. She's a designer, mm-hmm. and he's an artist. Since we're seeing it from his perspective, we understand immediately that he's fallen in love with her because he wants to paint her picture. Yeah. Artists in movies, when you paint someone's picture, that means you're in love with them. So that's typically how it goes.
0: I also, I also think that the best filmmaking is in this section because I think the way that Fer and Akhtar kind of builds the connection between the two of them through just, just kind of. Glances, just kind of shot reverse shots of like of of him looking at her, and just kind of how he teases it out. It's it feels very natural. I think I think it's really well done.
1: He often uses blocking where she's way
0: too many candles though.
1: Where one of them is sitting and one of them is kneeling, and yet the like there's a power imbalance yeah. there done through uh, how the actors are posed. But I can understand how she didn't get that actually kind of was in love with her. Hmm. So I don't know if you can call it a romantic relationship. It is definitely a one sided one at best.
0: Sure. That's that's fair. And yeah, and I guess like I also don't ultimately like that the film kind of I think argues against kind of pursuing a romantic relationship outside of your age bracket.
1: Well what it does is it says it's not rock star, which says that you have to have pain in your past to become a good right. artist. Like he's already a good artist, yeah, but this does seem like the sort of thing that a painter would have in his past, like he fell in love with a mm-hmm. a rich older woman, and he you know it
0: is cliched in that sense, yeah, I think that's true,
1: yeah, like he his art changed after that, or something it yeah, at once it's my favorite part of the movie, but it's also the most frustrating because exactly. they they don't do it it doesn't end up going anywhere good, and the transgressive woman who's an alcoholic who's also a um, Divorce. She just dies.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, I, I agree. And I'm not trying to say that I'm advocating that I, like, want the film to, um, to f- fight for people having romances with big age gaps. It's just that I think by kind of... I think it kind of brings actually kind of in line by the end of the film, where it's like, oh, you had this experience, but... Now you can find a girl your own age. And that's what's really appropriate. He literally
1: is in Goa. And he sees a girl standing there. And he's like, there we go. And he walks to her
0: as opposed to his friend.
1: We don't know who this person is. We don't know why she's there. But like, yeah. Um, And
0: so I guess I just felt like the end of the film was like, oh, you you have to conform. Yeah. But I
1: think we are meant to be more invested in Amir Khan's story. Mm -hmm. And I never was. Yeah. Because he's an M.T. Azali character (laughs) in a Farron Akhtar film.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Someone told M.T. Azali at one point in his life to get a real job, and he couldn't take it and made like (laughs) seven movies about it.
0: (laughs) And we are going to get to that. Uh, What did you think of the the filmmaking?
1: Um, I mean, apart from the blocking thing I was telling you about, I think... um,
0: I think it's fun. It has some energy.
1: Yeah, so... Something that I don't think our other two directors do really is that uh, Akhtar draws upon prior film movements and actual movies in his musical sequences with uh, yeah. with uh, Akshay Kana's character. So there's one where he's walking around in a field. He's you realizes he's in love with Dimple Kapadia, and it uses a kind of dappling effect on the sky and the grass and stuff his body is shot uh normally but everything around him is all bubbly and there's bubbles that go around and then we there's that Saif Ali Khan it is a
0: little cheesy
1: it is a little cheesy <laughs> um but it is you know trying to use the medium of filmmaking to do something a little different yeah uh and then there's the Saif Ali Khan song that we're going to play in a sec which we thought was a fun song and it's a musical sequence where him and uh Puja, I think that's the girl. Mm-hmm. They go to a movie...
0: They're in a movie theater and they think they're in the movie. Always fun.
1: Yeah, which is perfected in Ravnibana Di Jodi's song. Yes. Um, where they take on the roles of different characters. But it's fun to see Saif Ali Khan essentially playing Shara Khan <laughs> in a sweater oh, around yeah. the neck, running yeah, around really the mountains fun. type thing. Uh, I didn't know that he'd ever done something like that, so that was fun to see. But I, I did like that he was using the musical sequences for a bit of, uh, like filmy magic. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other two directors here, I don't mm-hmm. think that they were as interested in playing with the past. I think mm-hmm. they wanted to be very modern at the time. Yeah. So that's what I have to say about that. Well, about I you? mean,
0: I don't know if I completely agree with that in terms of Sri Ram Ragavan, who we're going to get to. I think he's making
1: a film noir. <laughs> yes. He's,
0: he's making a new noir. And so I think he's very indebted to the past. Uh, but, yeah, for the most part...
1: Like, cinemagraphically. Yeah,
0: I, I see what you're saying. Uh, I I see why this film resonated with people. It's very much kind of about that existential kind of not angst but that existential question of like what now do I do with my life and we're of
1: a generation that is not that far removed like if, no. if they're graduating in 2001 I graduated university well I graduated high school in 2004 yeah and I graduated university in 2008 so like I'm not that far away from it no and neither I, are you
0: I think we can certainly like relate to this mode and this question I just don't know if it has the impact on us that it had on audiences in 2001.
1: And there's no way it could. I mean, we're yeah. not we're not Indian people living in 2001. So
0: Yeah, and we're also not at that, that point in our life in our life anymore. Yeah. And I think we also kind of we have a different sense of nostalgia.
1: Yes. And I think I prefer maybe the uh, gender dynamics of something like Age of Innocence.
0: I agree or or how, you know, like, I think women have a more interesting role to play in films like Zindagi Namalagi Dabara. Yeah. That being said, you don't... You, I, I really can't think of much like Jimple Kapadia's role in a lot of No, books.
1: that's interesting. Like, you don't... Like... Was there anything like that in Being Cyrus? I'm trying to remember now. The different romantic pairings.
0: I mean, she was very hot in Being Cyrus.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, yeah... Like, that... Again, it's uncommon for Hollywood. Much less Bollywood. But, um... I leave you with one last question. Have we seen Preeti Zinta in a movie where her love life goes well?
0: <laughs> I'm not sure.
1: Because she's kind of like a tragedy queen.
0: <laughs>
1: if there could be scream queens, she's in like, you know, having a baby out of wedlock or my husband's cheating on me <laughs> or my fiance's an asshole. Like she kind of seems to need to be rescued from her romances a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like her part of... Se is fine <laughs> other yeah. things going on in Dilsey yeah there's a lot
1: of other problems going on in Se, but Pretty Zinta's not one but of them but Pretty
0: Zinta's like you know she gets with Shah Rukh Khan and they're gonna get married and like he seems to respect her we've gone of, on a lot more about this film than I thought we would and I think it, it's I think a really Bruce important and Silly's. interesting movie though yeah
1: and it deserves to have a little more discussion because we can just try to puzzle out what it meant
0: yeah yeah exactly all right Matt it's interval time what are we playing
1: we are playing wo kahan
0: hai kahan <laughs>
1: Folks, so I've got some uh, really exciting news for you. Uh, we are actually going to be on a panel for the Namaste 2020 Global Utsava of Indian Soft Power uh, Conference, which is being put on by the uh, Center for Soft Power. Uh, so we're on a panel called uh, Timeless Cinema on Saturday the 22nd, 5.30pm uh, to 6.55pm Indian Standard Time, which works out to about 6 in the morning our time. So um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's really exciting. It's, uh, the guests include Ambassador Ajay Bazzaria, who is the High Commissioner of India to Canada, uh, Sri Asim Chabra, who is the Festival Director of the New York Indian Film Festival, uh, uh, and uh, Sri Amogavarsha, who is a nature filmmaker. But um, most exciting for us is uh, Sri Manoj Bejbhi, uh the... Uh, one of our favorite actors, actually, is going to be on this panel, too. So uh, we're hopefully not going to say anything too embarrassing when we're just falling all over ourselves, talking how much we like him. Uh, so here's the info on the uh, panel. Uh, Timeless Cinema, August 22nd, Saturday, 5.30 to 6.55 p.m. IST. A treasure trove of stories performing in visual arts music, and much more. Indian cinema has touched the hearts of people across the globe for decades. It is one of the most vibrant representations of the ever-evolving social, cultural milieu in India and the world. So yeah, um, check it out. It's, uh, if you go to softpowermag.com uh, you can find out all the events for the Namaste 2020 conference and information about how to uh, attend the um, Zoom meetings are is there. And uh, yeah, we will be really excited to see you there and And just uh, super um, excited to be invited to such an event. So please come on out to the uh, Soft Power Timeless Cinema um, event. So I also want to talk to you about a new initiative from our friends at ATB called ATB Goodness Grows. So hashtag ATB Goodness Grows is an initiative that motivates Albertans to bring joyful moments to others. We're all adjusting to being disconnected from places, people, and experiences we love. So making someone laugh or bringing a smile to their day has never been more needed or more powerful from live streams, connecting business owners to new and fun ways to celebrate things like, you know, father's day, every other day, ATB hopes to inspire Albertans to keep the goodness growing to find out more or to get involved, visit ATB.com COVID 19 slash community.
0: In the latest episode of the well-endowed podcast, they go wandering with a herd of goats. Turns out goats are great at land conservation. Edmonton and Area Land Trust has hired a specialized herd of goats to help steward their land at Pipestone Creek. And The Well Endowed Podcast finds out how these goats are helping. You can listen to this and more at thewellendowedpodcast.com.
1: So that was Oladaki hey Kahan from Dil Chattahe.
0: Welcome back, Matt. We are yeah. full of sushi.
1: Yeah, it's the next day, actually.
0: Through the magic of podcast editing, people are not supposed to know that.
1: Yeah. Also, there's a thunderstorm on right now, so if mm-hmm. you hear that in the background, or if the power cuts out, we'll have to start again.
0: Which I think is pretty fitting for our next film. Yeah? Ek Hasinathi, which means there was a beautiful woman. This was the directorial debut of Sriram Raghavan mm-hmm. in 2004. It stars Armin Matankar, Saifa Ali Khan... Seema Biswas, Aditya Srivastava, Pratima Kasmi, and Seema Adhikari. It was nominated for the Filmfare Award for Best Actress, and we have a bit of history with this film on this podcast, Matt. We have tried to discuss it in the
1: past. Yeah, for no- Noir November, right?
0: Yes, we did a Noir November episode on Sriram Raghavan where we discussed Johnny Gaddar and Agent Vinod, and we had hoped to also discuss Ek Hasinathi, mm-hmm. uh, which is. Far more of a noir film than Agent Vinod is. Yeah. However, we couldn't find it anywhere. We ordered a disc. There was a postal strike going on at the time, so in Canada, so shipment was delayed. Though we very much stood with the workers on that one. And then, as soon as it arrived, guess what happened, Matt?
1: Uh, it showed up on Netflix.
0: It showed up on Netflix, yeah, so
1: that's where we watched it.
0: This episode has been both cursed. Do oh, no.
1: we watch the DVD? I think we watched. We, did it. we, watch we watched the DVD, the DVD yeah. yeah, which was fine.
0: Yeah, but this episode has been both both cursed and blessed by uh, the comings and goings of films on Netflix. We
1: not only did a episode on Shriver Margarev, we also did another on um, like film noir femme fatales, which this would have fit into.
0: Yeah. And Johnny Gaddar had previously been a bit of a difficult film for us. So
1: Right, yeah, we tried Big Flicks. Was that what it was called?
0: Yeah, which mm-hmm. did not work at all. So, Stream Ram Raghavan, uh, we've had some difficulty in the past getting a hold of his films. Uh, but now, a lot of them are streaming on Netflix very easily. Johnny Ghadar streaming places, Andaduna is streaming, uh, Budlapur streaming. It's yeah. a lot easier to, to watch his films now. Uh, and they're very good, so I. He must. He must have cut a deal with out.
1: Netflix, his production company, or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I do like when kind of you can find the whole filmography of a director on Netflix. It was kind of like that with Dipakar Banerjee until Kosla Kakosla uh, left. I don't know if any of the other Banerjees left.
1: But he's one of their guys, like because he's in the Bombay Talkies group. Mm-hmm. You'd think that they'd want to keep all of his stuff around. But maybe it'll know.
0: come back. Who know, Who understands how this licensing works? Well,
1: yeah, I, like I deal with contracts at work. It's yeah, it's crazy. You never know what's going to happen.
0: At some point, we should invite Kathy Gibson back on to discuss this, and maybe she can illuminate things for us. Yeah, we
1: could do a whole episode of movies you can't find. <laughs>
0: yes. Uh, so the plot of this film it's a it's a neo noir and it's very straightforward.
1: It's like a half women in prison movie.
0: It really is. I was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to explain the women in prison genre, Matt?
1: Sure. So this is an exploitation genre that's been around very long time, but kind of hit its peak in the seventies and eighties with uh, movies like The Big Bird Cage yeah. or The Big Doll House.
0: Black Mama, White Mama, probably yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Not and that I've seen every women in prison film, but I quite like Black. And I always Mama, forget w- Mama.
1: I always forget which one's which, but it's either Caged Heat or Chained Heat was Jonathan Demme. Right?
0: Oh, that one, I always get confused about that too. And I've seen both of those films.
1: Yeah, because we watched the one with Selma Blair, which I don't think was the Demi. We saw that.
0: Selma Blair?
1: No, um, Linda Blair. Linda
0: Blair, yes, The Exorcist.
1: We saw that at a kind of uh, sleazy film festival that we'd see occasionally. We also saw Switchblade Sisters. I think it was a double bill. Yeah. And um, yeah, so the women in prison genre is. Basically what it says on the can, women in prison. Um, it's usually a innocent or someone who's committed a crime that you wouldn't really blame them for, like murdering a rapist or something.
0: Cage heat is demi, so chained heat is the other one is Linda Blair. I, I can never remember those two. And like I said, I think the that's the idea, so them. you confuse
1: the two. Yeah. The names. But anyway, someone gets sent to a, a woman gets sent to jail, either a complete innocent like Ermila Matankar in this movie. Or uh, someone who's done a crime that, you know, movie audiences aren't going to mind, like murdering a rapist or something like, you know, everyone's kind of OK with this. It's just, you know, still got to do the time. And when in prison, she has to deal with the politics of uh, the various gangs and things and learn how to be tough and get out. Sometimes they break out or sometimes they, you know, take over the jail, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um In the Roger Corman ones, and I think in definitely in Chained Heat, maybe Caged Heat too, this is usually a pretext for lots and lots of nudity, rape scenes, um, all the kinds of things that titillated people at the time.
0: Yeah, it's very much like a a B, maybe a C-grade exploitation genre. So it doesn't have quite the classiness that film noir has. Yeah. However... Like film noir, it was very much a a low-budget film genre that was being made for cheap and playing to the masses.
1: And someone like Demi can get his start there.
0: I think the better ones have kind of some interesting viewpoints and and kind of progressive attitudes, especially in terms of uh, gender politics. Yeah, and and queer queer
1: representation too, usually... You know, it's all women in there. So someone's got a girlfriend or someone's married, you know?
0: Yeah. Black Mama, White Mama is a remake of The Defiant Ones with... Um...
1: Except they're stuck in jail instead <laughs> of getting out, hey? No, no,
0: they get out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the Defiant Ones is a film with Tony Curtis and Sidney Poitier. Yeah.
1: yeah. And that was Some White Lady and Pam Grier, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: Do not remember the name of the white lady, but boy, do I remember Pam Grier. Yeah. Uh, but
1: this is a pretty artsy women in prison mm-hmm, film.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the basic... It's those
1: two genres. It's the basic... Well, modes...
0: Yeah, I think women in prison is a genre. Noir, film noir is not. A mode. You
1: could have a film noir <laughs> women in prison movie as long as there's lots of, you know, chiaroscuro lighting and Dutch angles and that sort of stuff. That's the difference between a mode and a genre.
0: Yeah, people love when we descend into the what is and isn't noir <laughs> yeah. segment of this podcast, which happens so frequently because it's probably one of my favorite things to discuss in terms of film. <laughs>
1: I think it, what you've learned after 101 episodes of this is we love to complain,
0: <laughs> uh, right? So the basic plot of this film is that Ermila Madame Gore gets kind of involved with Saif Ali Khan. Now, at first, she is not at all interested in him, but he kind of pursues her he's essentially creepy. till yeah. he she gives in. Like he's totally creepy.
1: Yeah, and she This does, is played as creepy, though. Isn't it you?
0: is. It's totally yeah. played as creepy. It's not played as the typical kind of rom-com stalker thing that we see in things like ddlj
1: or toilet x <laughs> yeah
0: like we see it so often where the man pursues the woman to the point that she kind of breaks down here you have that and it's it's a pretty quite of quick portion at the beginning of the film but it's totally played for creepy and i think it's very clear to the audience that saif ali khan is up to no good
1: yeah there's something up with this guy
0: one day he has a buddy coming to town and he's gonna kind of be alone for a couple hours. So, Ermila Mancor kind of agrees to entertain him. You know, she wants to show her boyfriend that she cares about him and his friends, and so she says, Well, send him over to my place, I'll cook him dinner, I'll entertain him for a couple hours before he has to catch his flight or whatever. Well, he shows up, he's super creepy. And then he says he has to leave suddenly, but he asks if he can leave his baggage behind. She agrees. And then while he's gone, on TV, she discovers that he is a gangster (laughs) and he's been murdered.
1: And he's killed someone in the process, too. He was there to assassinate somebody.
0: Yes. Yeah, he's an assassin, really, for gangsters. Uh, And she has his luggage. So she starts to panic that the cops are eventually going to come knocking on her door. Lo and behold, the cops eventually come knocking on her door. Not (laughs) even eventually,
1: within like two minutes.
0: (laughs) And this is how she ends up in jail. Now Saif Ali Khan's constantly promising to kind of help her out, get her out, but he really doesn't want her to mention her involvement with him. Mm -hmm. She kind of buys this hook, line and sinker and she doesn't mention him, ends up in jail. And slowly... Gets
1: his his shitty lawyer on board, too. Yeah,
0: and I think slowly, because of the experience of being in jail and the influence of the other women... She starts to realize that maybe he's played her, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she starts to toughen up. She and and this is where you get this whole woman in prison section, which I think is done really well and played as classily
1: as you can do this. It's
0: played really straight for those women in prison tropes. I really enjoyed that section. Straight in one sense. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, She eventually gets out, escapes, and. Wouldn't you believe it? She decides to get her revenge on Saif Ali Khan. Uh, I love this movie. I think it is a brilliant examination of the femme fatale. Uh, You definitely have a likable... And a, a a femme fatale where you understand their motivation, a sympathetic femme fatale,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is unusual within the mode, the mode yeah. within uh, film noir. They're, They're usually, usually not the main
1: character. They are usually no. the the villain,
0: exactly. And usually, you kind of like you might know that like someone like Bridget O'Shaughnessy is not up to any good, uh, but it doesn't really come up until the end of the film.
1: Mm-hmm. Whereas
0: here, we're following her narrative.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so I, I was really taken with this. This is the most uh, kind of, this is the film out of all three of these that has the biggest female perspective. I've also, I'd also say of Sree Ram Raghavan's films, this film has the biggest female perspective.
1: Yeah. Looking back, they're pretty bro Yeah. Not bro but well- male-centric.
0: They can be. I do think that, you know... And Dune,
1: like, I think, Taboo gets a lot of great screen time in.
0: And Radhika Apte. Yeah. And I, I do think some of the the female characters in Bud Lepore are very well done. Karina Kapoor and Agent Vinod is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so by no means am I trying to say, you know, that he's...
1: No, he's not a sexist filmmaker. No. He's just picked mm, stories that are mostly male-focused.
0: Yeah, and this one happens to be focused on a woman.
1: And it's a strange one. Interesting.
0: Yes. Now, I love this. And I think from the get-go, we can see that Sri Ragaman has such a handle on cinematic genre and tone. You know, the way that he's working with the crime narrative, women in prison, and the overall noir aesthetic is just genius. And, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but that ending, that
1: it's That fair. ending. <laughs> and also, I think some of the cinematography has that... Blurry early two thousands look that I kind of associate with Chunking Express, this kind of smeary yeah. nighttime visuals. Excellent
0: and, scene transitions too.
1: Yeah, and if you can be comp- if your first movie is compared to Chunking Express by me, <laughs> I mean that's that's pretty good if you could pull it off.
0: Yeah, Chunking Express is a Wong Kar Wai film, a Hong Kong filmmaker who also I mean Chunking Express isn't isn't noir, but yeah. but Wong Kar Wai has done some noir stuff.
1: Yeah, and I thought, uh, you know, Dutch angles are all there, and there's some great uh, one-take shots of following Ermila Matankar around a mall, for instance, where she meets Saif Ali Khan, and but then there's some f- killers trying to catch her.
0: flashy them. long takes. They're really kind of economic long takes. Yes, they're
1: very natural. Yeah. And, um, yeah, her shooting an important character early on, in, uh, about the middle of the movie, also very good, because it's... It's a surprise. We're seeing her Mm -hmm. at the edge of the frame kind of moving around while Saif Khan's having meetings with guys. You're not entirely sure what she's up to. But once you find out, you're like, damn, that's cool.
0: Well, and I just thought this was so well edited. The way Mm -hmm. that, again, these these scene transitions where you kind of think you know one thing or you think it's setting up something and then it cuts and you kind of find yourself disoriented. Um, But it's done so seamlessly. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, and then, yeah, it's just like, it's not, I just felt like it was put together so well to constantly keep you as the audience kind of on the edge of your seat. And you only know really as much as you need to know, Yeah, though, you know, you suspect things.
1: (laughs) You also don't see a movie with a female like police chief that often. Mm. So There's a woman who um, essentially puts her Matankar away. But isn't entirely convinced that it was a right call, and is kind of still looking into the case. And then she gets out, and she's like, "Oh well, I got to look into this a bit more." So yeah, uh, it's kind of a cat and mouse game between the two of them. I feel like she probably had a lot more reports and things to write that she should be <laughs> doing, but uh, she's very much in you know taking it upon herself to solve this one.
0: We haven't seen a lot with Ermila Matancor. Uh, she's famous for things like Satya.
1: Yeah, we saw Boot.
0: <laughs> we've seen Boot. Uh, but I have read that some consider this to be her best performance. It's
1: the best of the ones I've seen.
0: It, I, she's great. Yeah. She's really good. She's
1: got gigantic eyes. She's like mm-hmm. an anime character. Yeah,
0: and I think like the performance she gives here as you know a woman who you know at first isn't really interested in this guy and then starts to fall for him and then really holds on to that and then kind of has to toughen up, I think it's a very um, natural character progression.
1: Once the and, hair gets cut, then you know... Yeah (laughs) It's game on But that's like Most movie cultures As soon as a woman Cuts her hair
0: It's a big deal Matt It's go time It's a big deal
1: I gotta cut my hair soon So I'm thinking about it You
0: know You've you've got some Pandemic waves going on Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah I just I think she gives A really convincing Performance That again Feels right For this arc And if she wasn't Giving such a strong Performance at the center Of it This film wouldn't Work at all
1: Yeah It entirely rests on her
0: Yeah What about Saif Ali Khan What did you think of him This is very much A negative role
1: yeah, but he's he's willing to do that. I mean, he did it in being Cyrus a little bit later and you know, his character in Sacred Games isn't always entirely on the level the race movies, you know, he's a he's a complete bastard in those. So, you know, he he's a guy who can pull off this role and it doesn't feel like stunt casting.
0: Yeah, and I think that's... Yakenna.
1: Kind of... even earlier.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, he's
1: a guy who runs off on his baby mother.
0: One of the reasons why I'm such a big fan of his is because I think his filmography shows a lot of range. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's gotten stuck in kind of typical leading men roles.
1: I mean, he's mm-hmm. in Tanahaji this year. He's yeah. like a scenery-chewing villain. And then in Giovanni Johnnyman, he's a, you know, pushing 50 guy who should probably not be dating 20-year-olds years anymore. <laughs> like...
0: But the film acknowledges that. The
1: film acknowledges that. And it's really interesting that he is not pigeonholed into any kind of role. He'll do anything.
0: Yeah, and I just think as far as kind of the big leading men go in Bollywood, I just think <clears throat> his stuff is often more interesting. I've seen movies from him that I do not like that I think are utterly forgettable. shackles I've actually never seen shackles
1: Well... Because that looks pretty bad.
0: But the first thing I ever saw in it, I think it was a film called Bullet Raja. And I mm. just thought the whole thing was forgettable. And so I'd kind of written him off at first. But boy, boy was I wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's great here. And, you know, I think...
1: He's uh, the right level of, like, F- boy.
0: <laughs> There's Again. another bleep. Yeah,
1: I know. I think he's he saying
0: the same thing. But
1: he is, yes. Like, he's toned his emotions and, like, his his look to a way just like to attract this girl. Mm -hmm. And okay. I don't think he set her up on purpose. I think it's an accident. Uh I don't think he's thinking that far ahead. I don't think he wanted her to go to jail. I think he wanted his, his, uh, the assassin guy to go to her house, but I don't think he saw what was going to happen next. Yeah. And once she's there, he's like, I need to keep her away from me, but I don't think he's malicious towards her until, you know, he finds out a little bit more what's going on.
0: Yeah, I do think that at first he's just kind of like he sees an opportunity with her, and then she's a
1: useful alibi.
0: Yeah, and then this happens, mm-hmm. and then he just kind of has to has to work out what to do.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's but, fun to watch him put it together, but I like Niyonchimukesh in Johnny Gaddar, like yeah. it's fun to see someone who you know is above average intelligence stuck in like a. Really difficult situation, having to puzzle their way out of it. That's what's fun about film noir: people stuck up against difficult odds and having to work their way through it, or fail.
0: <laughs> they often fail. Mm-hmm. It's noir. I mean, it's it, and and a This weak. is
1: this is Ragavan's filmography: is people kind of having to struggle against the odds, but being stacked against them.
0: He really is like a neo noir master.
1: Yeah, Age of a Note is fun. It's not. It's not quite in the same vein.
0: But Age of a Note still shows the. <clears throat> Um, the awareness of kind of working within genre and yeah. working in with established cinematic modes.
1: And you get the awesome um, gunfight with the blind girl playing uh, piano. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I Visually and like his sort of scenes he thinks up are so good.
0: Yeah. We've finished off Sri Ram Raghavan's filmography now. and But now we're into the last film of the episode, Matt. The worst one. This is Socha Natha. Didn't think of it the directorial debut of Ali
1: Or is it the, you know, the way that they thought up the plot?
0: <laughs> uh, it's also the debut of Abbe Dale. And he stars alongside Aisha Takia and Apoorva Jah. Uh, This film... Okay, I'm going to say, I think if we had seen this film Earlier, as opposed to it being the last film in MTS Ali's filmography we watched, though you still haven't seen the Love Ash, Call remake or spiritual pass. sequel or whatever you want to call it. I've seen it, so I've now seen all of MTS Ali's films. I think if we had seen this maybe before Jab We Met, we might be more taken with it.
1: Maybe, but it's also a little bit weird watching it, you know, at the same time as we're watching. Uh, Dil Chatahe, because essentially the plot of Sochanatha happens to Saif Ali Khan's character over the course of Dil because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's about a young man, Abbey Dale, who... A
0: very, very cute He's very Abbey cute. Dale.
1: Although young is a misnomer, because we looked it up. <clears throat> and he's... 30. 30. Yeah. So, again, this is... It's weird to debut at 30, but also you feel me family, etc. But like... He's acting like a 17-year-old again.
0: But he looks great. He
1: looks he looks young. I'll say that much. Yeah. But he's a young man of privilege who uh wears terrible clothes, goes to No, he uh, looks great. goes to a very similar uh, ugly uh club <laughs> to yeah. the one in Dillchatnai. <laughs> and his uh, family wants to set him up as they often do, and he gets set up with uh, Ayushitaki's family. Well, Ayushitaki. They go to her house, and over the course of the conversation, the part of the conversation where the two um, newlyweds to be go to someone's room to hang yeah. out—they always do that. Yeah. They both uh, say that they're not really interested in an arranged marriage, and they both have people on the side that they're into.
0: Well, she has an ex, but he—he he does have he has his a girlfriend. girlfriend but he Karen. wants to. He wants yeah. to
1: propose to her. And so they have a nice conversation, like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is, you know, it's kind of awkward, but it's kind of nice to meet someone in a similar situation to me. Um, And through a variety of plot contrivances, Ishitake's character comes along with Abedale to Goa. Mm -hmm. Um, People are saying that they're going to other people's weddings. That's how they sneak it through. Um, And while they're there... It's
0: because Apoorvajah can't get permission to go... Yeah. And so...
1: They're saying that there's a she's going to Aisha Taki's wedding. Exactly. And then Aisha Taki says the other thing back around. And
0: Apoorvajah has to go later. So Aisha Taki goes with the group at first. and then She's there, there for
1: like, like, like a week before pick, Karen gets there. Yeah,
0: and then has to pick Apoorvajah, but like the bus depot.
1: Yeah. Um, but while her and Abby Dale's friends are hanging out, I mean... Things kind of get a little Sparks heat. Sparks fly. Uh, I don't think she would say... They
0: fly so much, they turn night into day.
1: Yeah, I think she's kind of falling for him at this point. And Ebay Dale, he likes her, but he's still kind of into Karen. And then yeah. Karen gets mad at him. Classic Karen move. <laughs> um, but this kind of sets off a... Not really a love triangle, but more of a love... I don't know. Two-dimensional thing, because... They are in and out of love with each other. Their families get annoyed because of, you know...
0: Abbe Dale gets engaged to Karen. Yeah. And like, at first his family's not for it because her family's Catholic. And then his family's all for it. But is Abbe Dale still for it? Then
1: he it. talks... He says, like, oh, we're going to have to change her name to something with an A because she's going to convert, right? Like, And it just waffles back and forth between Dale and Ishitakia. They love each other. They don't even love each other. Their families hate each other. Actually, their families hate each other almost the whole movie. <laughs> um, and ultimately, I found it really frustrating. It wasn't like Shed Desi Romance where you had... An actual love triangle, I think.
0: I love Shed Desi Romance.
1: This, like, Karen is just an afterthought. She's the Baxter. We don't care about her at all. We know that, like, she's just, she's not on the cover of the movie. So it's, like, She's
0: not quite the Baxter. I don't think she's as likable as a Baxter is. But,
1: like, she's, you know that she's not even in contention. So it's just these two falling in and out of each other. And as opposed to Shed Desi Romance, where I think there's, like, four weddings that don't go anywhere, right? Like, there's a lot of them.
0: I think there's there's at
1: least three. There's at least three. <laughs> this one, I don't. I think it spins its wheels a bit too much, and yeah, I didn't care for it. Also, the filmmaking is not amazing.
0: I think there's some impressive stuff. Uh, I really like the kind of the song sequence that you have in Goa, where the camera kind of pans all over all of. Like all over these sweaty bodies lying against rocks on the sand. I think that song is shot very evocatively. And again, it, like it's all these bodies and it's very sweaty. And but what about the, the part where they
1: forget to turn the day for night filter on and <laughs> then they're climbing up a hill in Goa at night. Then, is... it, then it turns to absolute daylight and then it switches back to night.
0: There is an ex- exceptionally embarrassing scene, yes, where... That
1: is brutal. That's one of the worst errors I've ever seen. <laughs>
0: it's nighttime. And then... In the next shot, suddenly it's complete daylight out, and like again, it was supposed to be seconds after the last shot, yeah. and then the next shot it's night again. That is a it's...
1: mystery science theater three thousand level error. You
0: filmed it because <laughs> I
1: filmed it and put it up on YouTube, but it's like <laughs> when YouTube, Twitter, on Twitter, but yeah. but it's like in uh, Space Muni where that one girl <laughs> dies and then she's like, in the next scene again because they just didn't do the movie in the right order. Yeah, <clears throat> it was embarrassing. Um, so yeah, I don't have a lot of good to say about this movie. It was. Average at best. Abe Dale is always enjoyable to watch.
0: Abe Dale,
1: he's a cutie. Is Great
0: in this film. He's a cutie. He is so cute.
1: But his character is that kind of MTS Ali. So cute. Um, that guy who really like has a pretty good thing going, but is determined to screw it all up.
0: Yeah. So <clears> the <throat> MTS Ali formula, as we see it, is that it's always a Well, not always. It's often a romance between someone who has a silver spoon in their mouth, but doesn't want to kind of embrace the corporate lifestyle because they're more of a free spirit and in comes a free spirit who kind of a manic pixie dream boy or girl Mm -hmm. who encourages them to, you know, let loose or upsets their worldview. Mm-hmm. And then they start to think, oh, what do I want? Am I in love with
1: this I don't want to go to the office ever again.
0: Yes. And so this happens in a number of <laughs> MTS Lee films. And so that... that's the formula of Jab We Met. Mm-hmm. That's the formula of both love Ash calls. That's the formula of Tamasha. I, to a certain extent, that's what's going on in her rock star. Highway...
1: Highway is the best one because... Is the big outlier. It actually has a similar formula in that it's Ali Abad who is a child of privilege who gets taken up by Brandy Puda who kidnaps her. But like mm. in that...
0: I guess it is somewhat, it is yeah. a similar formula, but it is done really differently. Because... And I think its approach towards class is so much more different than the The others. class
1: approach is interesting, but it's also all about, you know, Ali Abad's character actually... Her upbringing is not as good as every other... Well,
0: because it ends up being about repressed trauma. Yes. Yeah. But
1: like every other Inchaz Ali character... Maybe Tamashe, you can make an argument that Rande- Rambir Kapoor is suffering from depression. I've, I've seen that. I, I think I can believe that. Mm-hmm. But like usually, it's just kind of a bored dilettante guy. And also, you could say that um, the main character in Jabwe Met, he also is probably pretty depressed.
0: Okay, so I love Jab We Met.
1: Jab We Met and Highway were the two best ones.
0: I yeah, I I think Jab We Met.
1: It's a screwball comedy.
0: Yeah, it totally is. And while it's, and and so that's the thing is I don't have an issue with this formula, but I just think it's really like when it gets to the portion of the film where it's just Abbe Dale, being like, what am I going to do with my life? I'm engaged to my girlfriend, and I thought I wanted to be with her, but there's this other girl that I'm drawn to, and like families are fighting and families are getting along and my dad wants me to like go work in his office and what am i going to do i just have a really hard time like mustering sympathy
1: for him and it's the same thing that happens to akash his his father wants him to take over his successful business and yeah. like be the boss of a office building oh that's horrible can you imagine having a well paying job <laughs> where everyone thinks that you're the boss what a what a horrible life that would be.
0: Yeah, right now amidst coronavirus when people are, you know when job security is top of mind and people are, you know, rather anxious about it. Films about people who are just being handed high paying corporate office jobs and are not satisfied with them, um, uh, they don't sit so well.
1: Like Get a hobby, you know. <laughs> Go to your high power office job, make a bunch of money, and then I don't know. Build a model ship or something. Find something that you like. Don't complain so much. Yeah. It's it's like the French Lieutenant's Woman. There's a character in that who he's an aristocrat who's forced to like have a job, and he spends pages and pages and pages complaining like, "Oh, commerce! It's the the horrible being at the heart of our society. Like, we get it. Oh, just." Yeah. Be an architect or whatever it is. It's always a movie job too. Be an architect. Be a CEO. Be an architect again.
0: <laughs> I will say one of the things that I like about the new version of Love, Ashkal, which you haven't seen, is that the character who's dealing with all of this is Sarah Ali Khan. Okay. Uh, and so it's, you know, in, within Imtaz Ali's filmography, sometimes it's the female character, but it's often the male character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also she, she really loves her job and she's actually really torn just between her love life and her job and and can she have it all but she's very career minded mm-hmm. um, so I, again I didn't hate the new love calls I think a lot of other people did I think there's some stuff to like in it one thing that I also noticed in this film now having seen all of MTSLE's films and this really only comes up kind of in the end during the credits but he does this thing where the couple kind of like retreat to the countryside
1: yeah more and I, simple life
0: yeah and I think it has a way of kind of objectifying uh you know
1: small town villages tribe you know
0: yeah but it's never really invested in those cultures and in those people they just just feel like yeah they just feel like they are there to be props for the upper middle class couple Mm -hmm. and their own sense of enlightenment and adventure
1: believe me like and
0: again i think highway is a bit different
1: yeah highway yeah he kind of Randy Poodle comes from that sort of culture. And Highway
0: wants to interrogate class in a way that I don't think the others do. Yeah. But that kind of sat a little uneasy with me.
1: No one is more of an infant than a rich person, right? <laughs> like, their lives are like, oh, what fun thing should I do today? Like, it's honestly kind of insulting when these movies go, you know, oh, these people of Shimla, like, their lives are so simple. Why isn't mine simple with my high-class office job? Yeah, like,
0: or... Kind it's, of near the Nepal. It's Nepal and women, I think, they go. Yeah, I
1: think so. But, like, yeah, that always bugs me.
0: Yeah, it, it does to me, too. I think seeing it in a trend over his filmography, it just kind of sticks out. It and,
1: compounds on it.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I think this film does get frustrating during the second half because of, again, that's when by Dale... That's when you like stop the kind of falling in love portion of the film and the They're will they are committed. They but permission. now it's
1: what do you do about your parents?
0: Yeah. And it just, it kind of becomes again like this this crisis. And yeah, I totally responded to the crisis in Shud Desi Romance. That's a film that speaks deeply to me. Mm-hmm. This, I don't know, there's something about the MTSLE hero or heroine that I think can come across as entitled and whiny. They're very glib. Yeah, that I have a hard time <laughs> I have a hard time connecting with. No matter how good or cute Epidael is. And let me tell you, he's very cute and in, he's very good.
1: <clears throat> in as much as we wanted more Cypher Khan in Dil Chatahai, mm-hmm. I think maybe Sochanatha proves that this, you know it's a it's a good premise to people who could have been arranged married actually end up liking each other but there's things in the way they have to figure out how to do that you know that's that's a premise but it works better in like the 20 minutes it gets until chatahai as opposed to um Sojanata.
0: well samir just like has more fun
1: yeah he's he's also got two friends who are interesting people that you could have also be in the movie whereas abe dale has one guy that drives him around i guess
0: well, I mean, there's that, that crew that hangs around him and Karen that he goes to Goa with.
1: Sure, but they are gone from the movie as soon as the Goa part happens. And all we get is, like, Aisha weird brother who looks like that priest that was in... Oh, what movie was that? What? There was a... We watched a Bollywood film. There was a priest in it.
0: 1942?
1: No, it was, it was um 1920.
0: Oh, 1920. Because there Sorry. was
1: like a priest who tried. Yeah, there, yeah. Was a, there was a priest who tried to exercise it. It might have even been the same guy. Because he looks like an Irish priest, but I, he's Indian. I, I think it might have been him. But like he dresses like an overgrown five year old in this movie and has horrible clothing. Like that was the closest thing to another character in the movie. Yeah,
0: I mean, fair enough.
1: Yeah. True? And the problem, like the difference between this and Jabwe Met Jabwe Met is a screwball comedy and it's funny. This is a comedy. And it's not funny. It tries to take a inherently like ridiculous proposition and make it serious.
0: Yeah, I I like the first half. I do think that the first half is like solid rom com stuff. It just yeah falls apart for me in the second.
1: It just goes on too long.
0: Yeah, and again, I just I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just getting fed up with films about like the internal existential conflict of,
1: of rich people?
0: <laughs> the upper middle class.
1: Yeah, well, I mean that's like half of Bollywood films, so.
0: Thanks to Dil Hey. <laughs> yeah,
1: thank you, Dil Hey for making us have to care about rich people's
0: anxieties. Yeah. Uh do you have anything left to say about this film?
1: No. And we I guess we didn't really talk too much about Dil Hey's versus the Farin Actar of
0: Right. So I think with Sri Ram Raghavan R- and MTS Ali, I think these films kind of clearly set up a blueprint that we then see throughout the It's their a mission career. statement,
1: both yeah, of them. Yeah,
0: exactly. Totally a mission statement. They make statement. very
1: similar movies with a few exceptions, but like they're always in that zone.
0: Yeah. Interestingly, with Farrah and Akhtar, Dil Chatahaye is, like, his first film, very successful, but he didn't really go on to kind of stay in this space and to be perfectly Well, well hold on, honest, hold on. He hasn't directed a lot of movies.
1: But he acts in movies like this. He does. Because That's he's in Dilda Dhadakne Do, sort of like older person version of rich people problems and then in Gaming. Yeah, which is again slightly older version of people's problems, you know, unfulfilled lives, you know. Rock
0: on is kind of
1: yeah. like that. So like he went on to act in a bunch of movies that are sort of like Dil Cha problems. But um, for his directing, like, Dawn 1 and 2... We haven't watched Lakshya, the Mm -hmm. Groshan one. But Dawn 1 and 2 are a remake of an Amitabh Bachchan movie. I think...
0: A a reimagining, like, in total...
1: Yeah, they change a lot.
0: (laughs) They change a lot. And they're really fun.
1: They're great. But I think the through line is those music sequences with Akshay Khanna Mm -hmm. and uh, Saif Ali Khan that are playing with film history and aesthetics... That's what he goes on to do in Dawn. That seems to be the thing that directorially interests him going forward, is playing with old aesthetics and movies.
0: As far as we can tell, I think it is... We haven't seen Lakshia again. Yeah, I think it is interesting for how successful this was that he hasn't gone on to direct more films. And maybe it's because he's such a jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he writes a lot. He, he's a writer. He's an actor. He's a producer. He's a musician. He has he's a band. He's a musician. Yeah. You know, like he's really, he does a lot of, a lot Those of actors, stuff. Those so actors,
1: they're really talented people.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, his sister is really the one who's gone on to kind of be, um, I think, to be the auteur.
1: And to do, up until very recently, movies about rich people problems.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, and we have seen and talked about all of her films on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a big fan. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Big fan. So I think of these three, I liked... Trim
1: Ragavan by a country Yeah,
0: I, like, I liked Thee* the most. But also I will say that's the film that most kind of aligns with the style of filmmaking I'm interested in. Like, mm-hmm. I love crime dramas. I love movies about tough women. I love noir and neo-noir. Like, it's just in my wheelhouse.
1: Had we seen Dil Chatahe in 2001 and not all the things that came out of it, we probably would have thought it's kind of groundbreaking. Unfortunately, we saw it after all of the imitators and things. So, it's a very handsomely made movie, I think. And it has some really interesting stuff with Dimple Kapadia. That hasn't really translated to other movies in its wake. But, like, yeah. I could see why it's a lot of people's favorite movie. But it can't be mine.
0: Yeah, and I would say a similar thing about Sochynatha. Uh, I think we just we've seen a better version of it. Its Jab we met. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and again, I I see why at the time that this came out that it was exciting, and and I do really like Ab- Abbe Dale, and it was his first film. I can see how people were excited to see him.
1: I can see why the girl didn't really go anywhere though. She was fine.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think she's I think she's fine. I who who knows.
1: But it's that sort of. Rom-com girl trap. Like, unless you're the Manny pixie dream girl, if you're just like the romantic partner to the male lead, you don't get a lot to work with.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I, I yeah, I just don't think she has much to work with. Um, but I didn't dislike her. No, I didn't by dislike her.
1: It's just like this role is not one that you're gonna remember.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair.
1: No, no disrespect to her.
0: No, no. no Cause, and again, we, you know. I think there is so much that goes into a, a career and you can never really know why, you know, why some things didn't work. Uh, she was in no smoking. Right. That's where she was. Anna 8x10 tapestry. Okay. So actually
1: she's kind of she's kind of racking up our like second tier heroes that we like in, you know, John Abraham and um, actually Kumar. Hmm.
0: And wanted.
1: And wanted. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, she's kind of getting the.
0: She's really. I think she's really good at No Smoking, from what I recall. Yeah. She was Anjali slash Annie.
1: That's a movie I gotta watch again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I. I just. I remember.
1: I wish that she had better roles to do though. Yeah. Like, so she
0: was like Johnny Abraham's girlfriend in that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I. I yeah. It. And again, wa-
0: I like Eight by Ten to sphere, but that's kind of a movie that I think is. I think we like for very silly reasons.
1: <laughs> yeah, we like it because we've been to where it takes place. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's basically a movie that doesn't exist. Who knows what these directors will come up with next? Could be something good.
0: Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah again, like, I've liked films from all of these directors. Uh, I'll be interested to see if this Dil- High sequel comes out. Can't wait to see what Streamer Ram Raghavan does next.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: hope MTSL Lee uh, starts to...
1: Do Highway 2. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know if I want Highway 2, but...
1: Something I, like that. I
0: don't want Jab Perry Med-Sagel. I don't want love Asha call.
1: Don't do love Call three. Uh,
0: don't do how you,
1: Harry Sagil again.
0: yeah, uh, we'll see what he does. All right that brings us to the end of this episode. We will be back in a couple weeks, and what will we be discussing, Matt?
1: Well, after kicking and screaming, dragging you across the finish line, <laughs> we're gonna do some more Amitabh Bachan movies.
0: Yes, the last one we did was I don't know February. why I don't know
1: why she doesn't want to do this. he's the biggest, most fun star who ever lived, and everyone loves him.
0: The last one we did was in February, and I promised we wouldn't have to wait a year before picking up that series again.
1: Yeah, so like listeners, just let her know. I like <laughs> everyone loves the Big B. I don't know what her problem is.
0: I I'm just trying to. You're
1: bal- always just like we can't do this. <laughs> we have to watch more Imtiaz Ali films.
0: <laughs> I'm just trying to balance out the variety. Of uh, the films and episodes that we put out.
1: I'm pretty sure we did Anil Kapoor movies three months apart. Okay. And then it's six months to a year for Amitabh Bachchan. Okay. Uh, but anyway, we're going to do... But that was
0: because Bali Litza reminded us we should do another Anil Kapoor episode. And I just like to make her dreams come true. Also, I love Anil Kapoor.
1: Yeah. You don't love Amitabh Bachchan?
0: I do. But not the way I love Anil Kapoor. Uh,
1: anyway, uh, we're going to do... I think it's 1979 to 1981. Yeah. So... I think this is kind of when the turn starts happening,
0: hmm.
1: because he injures himself, and then it goes into politics, and then.
0: Are we going to do Cooley?
1: I don't know if it's available. Well, okay. we'll we'll see. I believe Kalapatar is 1979. Okay. So, but we'll see what happens. I mean, there's like 30 more years of years <laughs> to watch. There's so. no
0: end in sight for this series. But yeah. We're gonna do it. Ne- we're gonna do the next one next. Uh, in the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show?
1: At Bollywood Pod Twitter. Bollywood.com slash No. Bollywood is for Lovers dot com. Dot com. That's the one.
0: Facebook.com slash Bollywood is for I'm on Twitter at Aaron E. Fraser, E-R-N-E-F-R-A S E R.
1: I'm at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S.
0: Those are also our Instagram not Instagram. Well, it's my Instagram handle. Is that your Instagram handle? I don't know. Your Instagram is mostly gunpla. My Instagram is mostly cocktails. Uh, See
1: that? See if you're a rich dilettante, get a hobby like (laughs) doing gunpla or cocktails, and (laughs) I
0: want to be very clear: we're not rich.
1: No, we're definitely not rich, but we We are dilettantes. We are dilettantes,
0: (laughs) (laughs) and we rent our apartment. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Those are also our letterbox handles. Uh, We want to say a big thank you to Becca Dalky for our artwork. We love Tuffy. He is such a good boy. Uh, And also, if you feel like it, please leave us a star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It's okay if
1: your rating is contingent on how many Amitabh chan episodes we do. (laughs) Uh, That will further inspire to keep going with the series.
0: Yeah. Uh, We'll read them on air. And then while you're there, we'll
1: answer your questions, too.
0: We're back in the
1: question-answering business, baby. (laughs)
0: While you're there, you can subscribe to my other podcast that I do with Paul Mowichok called Trash Art in the Movies. We just put out an episode on...
1: uh, I I thought up this topic and it is extremely specific.
0: Going, yeah, like children who befriend people in the movie exhibition industry. Uh, And
1: theaters exploding.
0: And theaters exploding, yes. Uh, So we discussed Cinema Paradiso and Joe Dante's matinee. Featuring? Mant.
1: Mant, the man-ant.
0: Yeah, and John Goodman, among other things, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm just really excited about our next episode, which is about swimmers. It's going to be Million Dollar Mermaid versus The Swimmer, which you do not seem excited about, and I think that's a problem.
1: I'm probably going to have to watch them anyway, so.
0: Yeah. All right. We're done. Let's go at it.
1: Bye.